Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is Zach. This is Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even though we're laughing, we're talking about something heart-crushing and bad today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is uh, my choice for the book club is uh, Stephen King's The Stand from... And there's two different times it could have been from 1978, which mm-hmm. I think is out of print now and yeah. much shorter... Uh, or 1990, which is in print. Um, he re-edited it and added back in. Um, yeah, it was like a sections. thousand pages. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's actually bigger than that. It's uh, it's 1153 pages. Yeah. Which I forget. A lot of it is. Um, I can see why his editor would have asked him to cut it. Yeah. Because that's 350 pages. That's a whole nother novel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, truthfully, this thing could have been split up into, like, a trilogy. It probably should have been. um, But, I mean, in 1990, Stephen King had clout to be like, no, this is how I want this to read. Yeah. Um, Because he started this. Did did you have, like, a trade paper? Is that? Yeah, yeah. So I have the uh, paperback of the 78 version, and I have a paperback of the 90 version. Oh, you have both versions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the 1990 version is easily accessible and it, yeah, that's the nothing that. too much gets added to it. I mean, even though it's 350 pages, like not a whole lot of things actually fundamentally change the story. Ah, uh, yeah. It adds some nuance to it, but. Okay. Well, yeah, you still could like kill a person if you threw this book at them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, it's dense. <sighs> It's it's very very dense. So it's it has a lot of characters in it. It's his yeah. attempt at uh, he like he said in interviews before that when he first started working on it, he was wanting to create like a modern day epic, um, like in the vein of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's why it felt very <clears throat> much like it should have been a trilogy. Like there was like a couple of points where I feel like it could have like paused or taken a break and then like added the second like you know book yeah well and so you know the part of the reason that i chose this too is because a few books back i chose um earth abides and that was a direct um influence yeah yeah i could definitely see the um similarities between the two um yeah i mean he he wanted to tell the story of survivors um after a plague had annihilated the world um and how how the human race continues i would argue that this is way less realistic um this is probably more like fantasy yeah well i mean i i can understand where he wanted to make this into like kind of an epic journey and the veins of like lord of the rings and stuff because there is quite a, a lot of traveling in this um in this book yeah, well, and that's that. It's funny. That's actually one of the the um, main problems for the characters. And it's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is um, trying to you know move from one place to another. Yeah. Now, I I do really re- like, even though it's not one that I reread. Um, I've like I think this is the second time I've read it. Um, yeah, this was the first maybe time the that third. I read it. Well, yeah, I respect this book because so this is his fourth book. Oh, okay. Like, that he ever wrote. It's wow. his full book. Yeah. So, this was definitely so, an um, endeavor. If this yeah, was like, his, 
his what chronology his... at this point was Carrie in 1974. Okay. Uh, Salem's Lot in 1975. Mm-hmm. The Shining in 77. And then The Stand in 78. So this was still when he was kind of like in his drug phase. Um, so he... He had always kind of been an alcoholic. I don't know if it's his drug phase quite yet. Okay. Um, I think that's more like this, the the um, the eighties. It's mm-hmm. it's when he starts getting serious money for his his, um, his books. Okay, his book adaptations. Yeah, because like he, what what started it is, um, you know, Brian De Palma made that carry film but i think they only paid him like three or four thousand dollars for the Mm. rights oh wow um so so yeah like it's it's the 80s when he starts getting way into drugs i think because he has the disposable income finally to get way into drugs (laughs) (laughs) um now, where Earth abides i think shows how society would change because it's like yeah why why would you keep doing the same stupid shit that no one liked to do this book like the survivors continue on with society as if nothing happened yeah i find i find of find kind of frustrating um i mean in running through the characters there's um on the side of good because this this book like lord of the rings is ultimately good versus evil yeah is yeah. what it boils down to um we see the return of Randall Flagg, mm-hmm. um, who uh, was also in uh, Eyes of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, his people kind of set up shop in Las Vegas mm-hmm. because, of course, they would. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the side of good uh, in Hemingford Home, Nebraska, which is, you may remember this being an it. It's where mm-hmm. um, Ben lives yeah yeah um for mother abigail which i don't a hundred percent like her trope because she's kind of like you know the magical negro trope yeah like she's she's like a hundred what 114 i think yeah. um and psychic it's... and she like comes to them in their dreams and she's assembling this force for good yeah um but the the main survivors of the the story are there's Stu Redman mm-hmm. from Texas who's a gas station clerk I think yeah and is like immune to the um the virus yeah yeah and all these people are survivors yeah. so um the another one the one that I actually like the most um is uh Larry Underwood he's a uh, a pop star yeah um who is in new york because like he's left la even though he has like a number one hit um and fun fact um because i found this very very interesting when i was reading it for the first time in like seventh or eighth grade um if you look in the liner notes for this uh in under larry's section Mm -hmm. um there's there's a, a quote of a song that's playing on the radio and it, 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 it there, there's a set of lyrics that are up right well if you look the the lyrics are from a song called double shot of my baby's love by swing medallions right yeah. um my uncle as a young man 
was in that band. That band is from oh. South Carolina. Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Because Stephen King is a weirdo about old, like, roots rock type yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, like, in interviews, he's talked about listening to the medallions, the sparkle tones. Like, oh, that's cool. Weird, like, 50s rock bands that it's just like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Stephen Neat. King has listened to something that my my uncle has has done. Yeah, that's really but, um, awesome. But no, I I I like Larry Underwood's story because he's he it starts out in L.A. He's partying, yeah. Um, and he has way overextended his lines of credit with all of the drug dealers because he apparently just bought like punch bowls full of cocaine and just invited strangers into his house. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so he's starting to sober up, and one of his bandmates is like, man, here's $1,000. Like, you need to get the fuck out of town. You are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> You've borrowed way too much money from way too bad of people. Um, you need to leave. It's time for you to disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he goes home to New York, uh, and then the plague hits. Um, uh, Stu Redman, his, his introduction is... Uh, they're at the gas station. He's kind of at ground zero because the the story, I can't remember if it opens up this way in, in the 78 version or not, but mm-hmm. um, a, a guy at a random military base uh, out in the Southwest wakes his wife and child up and is like, we got to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's happened... Strain, yeah, when... yeah a, um, a strain of a bioweapon has yeah. leaked, and he's been infected, and their car crashes into the gas station that mm-hmm. Stu is at. And so he gets picked up by the military, and they're like, you've been exposed, why are you still alive? Oh, and I'm, I'm seeing that the um, unedited version includes like a prologue detailing the development of the virus. Mm. And the security breach that caused the accidental release yeah so yeah yeah um nick andros is another one he's a deaf mute guy which it's interesting how they worked in him being deaf and mute Mm -hmm. in into a book like that he managed to pull it off i think Um, yeah but he's just kind of a drifter like he yeah he has no by some guys and he's in jail when the plague hits and then everyone is dead and luckily one of the the deputies in the station is just like here i'm gonna unlock your cell and then be gone like you can figure it out um tom cullen which i this is another trope that that king does that is kind of cringy where he's a mentally disabled man who provides um magical insights to the group around him yeah it's like this kind-hearted folk but like mystical powers but mentally disabled it's like oh yeah it's it's kind of cringy to read um so i wish that would have been cut uh if if you were rereading this and be like i should take this guy out of the story or just rework Um, his character or yeah just rework it um Then there's Nadine Cross, mm-hmm. Ralph Brentner, and Franny Goldsmith. Franny is the only one of those three that really gets a whole lot of background. Um, we see her, she's um, debating what to do. She's a college student who um, has gotten pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so she's 
determining like her her introduction is trying to determine okay do i keep this kid or do i not yeah like do um, i bring this kid into this like hellish world or should i well not not yet like her first introduction is before the plague like oh, when the oh, plague yeah. hits she decides to keep it because she's like whoa i'm obviously immune like there should be people around yeah, yeah. um and then yeah they all get summoned magically to Hemingford home and by summoned magically we go on the um the frodo and sam walk through the u.s with them yeah uh, and they all just kind of arrive they're like we're within here a now. week of each other um despite like, like i don't think that larry would end up at Hemingford I, home yeah a week or two <laughs> after Getting franny summoned. who's coming from vermont like how the fuck did that happen yeah um that would have been interesting. Oh, what like, weird way was he going? <laughs> in a barrel. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but after Hemingford Home, they they end up in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of time spent with them, like focusing on how they've rebuilt society to be kind of how it was. Like they set up a town council. Yeah, they have kind of like a democratic sort of um way of governing yeah. yeah and and it's it's weird to me because it you know stephen king is like big l liberal like he's he's not like leftist but he's also not like libertarian mm-hmm. but the bowl all the boulder scene scenes to me smacked of someone who's just like and this is why libertarianism is awesome because no one can tell you what the fuck you want to do yeah <laughs> Like, it has that tone to it. It does. Um, It feels self-serving in a way. Yeah. It, it, it's, um, you know, which it's like, well, okay, well, I mean, there's still society. Like, you're replicating society. I I don't know why you think it's awesome to be self-sufficient in this way. Yeah. Um, since you're building a community, like, you want to have a community, but also be, like, aggressively self-sufficient. Yeah. I, mm. (laughs) yeah i don't know it just kind of strikes me as weird yeah Um, like the majority of the uh human population killed or yeah you know dying from this disease you would think that you would want to try to like maintain all human life yeah yeah Yeah. now it it, um it is well at a certain point it cuts to um we live in a society (laughs) The trash can man and the kid yeah. uh, traveling to Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> the kid is terrifying. Um, yeah, so is the trash can man. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a pyromaniac. The kid is like... Uh, he, uh, he, is, he assaults the trash can man. Um not just once either like it's implied that it it happens a lot yeah um and that's not great that's probably um yeah yeah uh the kid is not with us very long though because he thinks that he can kill flag and take over and so flag has uh, a pack of wolves mangle him um there you go yeah um that's how you solve problems you magically send wolves after people um yeah because flag is kind of like the um uh big honcho and um we said that in vegas right 
Yeah. Does yeah, he have like super like he has some sort of like abilities? Yeah, it's it's all kind of vague. It's like yeah. it's vague in the way that the Lord of the Rings magic is vague, where it's just like I can see across time and space. Yeah, I just <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, yeah the 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 book itself um at this point once we get towards like exploring more into las vegas and stuff and then the good guys realize they have to go to las vegas and kill flag mm -hmm. um it starts to get really weak to me because it it yeah. feels very rushed yeah. like i feel like a lot of it is spent in the middle section of them like coming together yeah and it's a lot of just like them trying to rebuild their like town and stuff and it's like yeah there were a lot of things that like I was kind of interested in like how'd you get there and like these other things and i don't know it felt it was a hard read for me yeah well and and um you know the the end of the book uh pretty much is that the um bad guy's place is nuked like there's yeah, legitimately like, a nuclear the war that was... man has just a nuke yeah. Just like, just chilling. I don't. Yeah, well, and it's also very heavily implied that it's like a hand of God that detonates the bomb. Like because the good guys did this good thing, um, God was like, "Okay, I'm gonna flip this boom bomb." Yeah. Um. Uh, ex machina. Thank you. The other well, and the the other thing that I'm kind of like know if you would do that at the, at the end is that um you know franny has the kid Stu and her have have hooked up and become a couple and she gets pregnant with a second kid because the first one gets the super flu but recovers mm -hmm. and so she gets pregnant again and then she and Stu decide to leave colorado on foot and go back to where she's from in maine yeah, that's to, a, to start an eastern settlement so that they can a, have their kids raised there. That's but a like, pretty long trip. That's a long walk, but also it's the post-apocalypse. Why would you ever leave being around other people? Yeah, yeah. You don't know, like, what's there. And, like, you have two kids. Yeah, now You're you have taking, two like, kids. unnecessary, like, risks to, like, be like, well yeah time to start this um and then in the the uncut version there's an epilogue uh where flag just kind of wakes up on a beach with amnesia and a bunch of indigenous people with spears bow to him and start worshiping him as a god yeah which is eh, not not the way i would have wanted this to end i would have kind of kept that on the floor to be honest um, yeah that that could have stayed um But, uh, yeah, so, so, ultimately, this is a book that... It is a book. It's, it's interesting. It's, so, there's a lot of interesting, like, concepts in it. I, um, I, 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 I really like, respect it. I respect um, I think it people should read it, but... <laughs> I, uh, so, I, I like the concept. I like, um, you know, uh, when we were talking about the previous book, um... Mm -hmm about how 
people just would give up. There is a lot of like fight in this book. And I kind of like that where the like human society fights back after like a catastrophic like incident where 99.4% of like the population is is killed off of a uh, You like the underdog story. And and how people, you know, just kind of don't give up. They fight. Um I just I I felt like this book was kind of all over the place. I, I felt like yeah. it could have it could have been a story told in like three hundred pages. It could have been something that could have been really well focused. But there was a lot of points in this book where I was just like I was like, I don't I'm not interested. I'm just like <laughs> I, I you know, I'm going to put this book down and um, you know, I'll try to get back to it, but like it was a lot and you know some of the characters again like some of the tropes were just like and and maybe it's because i've read stephen king's stuff before but it, it was just kind of like the same old same old where yeah you know i he has a certain style of writing and again you know i think i praised him a lot on his like um being accessible like his his writing being accessible like and the writing here is still kind of accessible but it's just it's dense and i don't know how many people would actually make it through <clears throat> this book like i think the yeah that's the thing especially reader, with the link yeah, yeah would probably get somewhere in the middle like mm -hmm. right when they're like establishing the um uh the border free zone or something like that and just like put it yeah. down and like not come back because of a lack of interest well and, like and also i think that his original editor had the right idea because like it's a big ask for someone to commit to 1100 pages it is it really is Eight, and, 800 and that's like, pushing it for a lot of people but that's still doable but 1100 yeah and like the concept's cool like i i do like that like sort of your you know this plague kind of hits society and it takes away like 90 percent of the population and you're fighting yeah. to like restore what was once a thing and i think that's cool but like you know with like nowadays with the like the zombies and stuff like that um it's an interesting take but like i just think the execution wasn't well done and there are yeah. so many like better Stephen King books that I would yeah. recommend to somebody before recommending this book, um, which is unfortunate. I feel bad for uh, no, 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 foisting this. No, I, and it's not like it's. A, I'm just saying, like, so we both have read a lot of Stephen King, and we yeah. like Stephen King. I, I, I think there is a. Um, um, an unanimous feeling amongst us where we enjoy Stephen King as a uh, author. And I'm glad that I read this book because I like Stephen King, but like if somebody who is like just getting started with Stephen King asked yeah. me for a recommendation of one of his books, I would not recommend this book. I would be like, Yeah, oh, this is definitely like 401. Yes, right? Like yes. it's. This is not an introduction to Stephen King. This is like, 
you know, you've read all of the other Stephen Kings and like you yeah. really like him as an author and you know that, then yeah. you read this book. But if you're like, I'm not sure about Stephen King, uh, I would like just to pick up one of his books and read it. This is not the book for you, unfortunately. What would you uh, rate this one? As a Stephen King fan, I, I'm going to add that as a precursor. I am yeah. a Stephen King fan. I enjoy his writing. I like his books. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would give this probably like a C, C plus. It's not, gotcha. I mean, it's a good book. It's not going to like fail. Uh, I, I'm not going to give it like a failing grade. It's just there was yeah. a lot of points when I put down the book and like if I didn't have this podcast, I don't know if I would have gone back to the book. Yeah. I might have gone and done other things just because like, again, you know, we're as as a society, we're all busy. Uh, we're busy people. And like yeah. it is a commitment to read this book. It is so sorry. No, 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 no. It's it's not. Uh, it's again something that I wanted to read. Um, again, I would tell you if I don't want to read something, Zach, yeah. I'll be like, "Nah, let's do something." <laughs> no, nah, we're not doing that. I, I yeah. do have a voice. Um, but yeah. I, I just I don't think if if you are a not so if you aren't familiar with Stephen King, I feel like if you picked this book up, you would probably not finish it exactly yeah but yeah i i didn't that doesn't like take away from the book like again i think it's well written um i think again stephen king writes um he just writes really well and he writes very um accessible books um you know it's not like these like because like good god if this was like written by um i don't know um Lord of the um, I'm can't believe Token. yeah Token. If this is written by Token with all this like fancy language and like, you know, uh, things where I had to like really like envision what was happening, I yeah it would be a hard read. But like you know I can sit in my bed and read and be like okay I know what's going on, and you know like truthfully. I, I skimmed a lot too. I was like, I got yeah, it. that's I got uh, it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> good. Well, you can also see where he's going with certain conversations yeah. because, like, like I said, this book very much feels like someone, and maybe he started out more like libertarian or whatever. But like, I get this your book ideas that you're trying to, yeah, yeah. It strikes me as something that you would have like seen Ayn Rand, uh, yeah. Ayn Rand right um yeah gosh maybe not ayn rand because her whole thing was like selfishness but um but it's 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 very very um libertarian-y um i i gave it a b a b um so we're kind of i mean yeah we're we're kind of at the same same level on this yeah um it's been adapted twice for tv neither one of them did well the older show um I think is fun, but we're not watching it for this because, especially with how long this book is, I'm yeah. I'm not about to ask Stuart. Was it a mini also, It was. So okay, it's so it, it was there's, like multi. Okay. Yeah, the '94 miniseries that like there's no way in hell. I, like I I felt like okay, it is easy. Yeah. To consume. Yeah. 
the stand the miniseries and from 94 is four episodes each of them are about an hour and a half oh wow um the stand from 2020 is nine episodes each of those are about an hour it's like i that's a lot like that's and there's no like deep like differences to glean from that either like it'd be one thing if they were like profoundly different like i think that there's a different ending in the 2020 version but Mm -hmm. like it not none of the rest of it it, like it's been updated and it looks better shot because it's h as stars or one of the 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 um premiere like like uh like uh private cable channels the stand from 94 was on abc so like there's there's a definite drop in quality when you go to abc from like cinemax or stars or whatever it was on yeah Um, i don't think it was on hbo um it may have been on cbs now that i'm thinking about it but i i think it was on their streaming platform i think it was cbs all access let me see let me what was 2020 the stand on oh yeah it was cbs all access yeah okay so yeah, yeah cbs all access right now yeah um so like in this this is a weird work for people to keep trying to adapt because i feel like this um yeah. is also the type of thing where it's like okay like just read the fucking book if, if you want to read it so bad because they've they've had um marvel put out a 30 issue comic adaptation oh, wow. which it's, yeah, like, it's like i don't think that yeah like just read the book yeah <laughs> um warner brothers uh wanted to adapt it in 2011 and 2016 um so in in 2011 they were going to have david yates and stephen cloves uh or david yates direct and stephen cloves write mm-hmm. um they worked on a bunch of harry potter films um but they both left the project um because the director was like, there's no way in hell this is going to work as a movie. Like, it, like yeah. this is a miniseries. Yeah, um, I mean, there's then, just so much information. Well, and then Ben Affleck and Scott Cooper were both contacted, and they backed out as well. Um, they were going to have Christian Bale play Randall Flagg and um, Matthew McConaughey play Stu Redman. Hmm. Which is funny, because That's Matthew McConaughey yeah. plays Flagg in um, the Dark Tower movie. Ah, huh. <laughs> he would have been a good seen... Stu Redman, um, I think. Yeah, I've never um, seen the um, Dark Tower movie. Um, it's okay. I yeah. mean, it's it's funny. It's a movie that that um was made in like 2017, but it feels like a movie from like 2005. Hmm. Um, I might have to give it a watch. Yeah, they um. They keep trying to adapt it, and it's like, well, just just read the book. Like, yeah. why are we, why are we trying to to make a movie out of this one? The the, the one that's eleven hundred pages. Let's yeah. not try to adapt that to a two hour movie. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, with that, um, I think that's probably about enough of the stand right now. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm, yeah, it's just, it's a long book. 
And I was like, yeah. there'll be a lot to talk about. But then, like, it's like... There really isn't. Less happens yeah. in it than you think. I, yeah. I think I did a pretty fair summary of no, it. No, I think from so, my too. handwritten notes. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, yeah, it's... It, it would be a hard recommendation for yeah. me, for somebody who's just starting it off. But, like, I, I don't want our audience to think that, like, I didn't like yeah. it. I did like it, but, like... I liked it as a Stephen King fan. I don't know yeah, if I, I would mean, like it if it, I wasn't a, like if I actively did not like Stephen King. It would be, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, and and this is also the uncut version of this is his longest book. Like I'm looking that up right now. It is his next longest book, which it I think is yes yeah, so, a fine length like yeah it, it has more like, nuance in it, it too like it was this, a lot more yeah like i liked it a lot more than this book yeah it i think because of the way it's it's chopped up in smaller sections too mm -hmm. it feels like you're making more progress while you're reading yeah which makes you want to read more the stand has like Smalls. they have some chapters that are like two pages but that most of the chapters in there are pretty hefty yeah um so, like, it feels like you're going on a slog, which is probably intentional. I don't know. I'm not the best-selling author in the world. He is. He obviously knows what he's doing. That's just my opinion on this particular book. Yeah, like, because we have a podcast, which means we have opinions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, and... I yeah, mean, they might before, not be Criticism right is pointless. Yeah, like... Nonetheless. Well, all criticism is just opinion like <laughs> um, maybe he should but, get a podcast oh wait he does have a podcast. does he have one uh i only assumed because he, he's just like i don't think so i think all he does is right he he tweets and writes like i think that's all he does um but no i i much prefer um the 800 page version of it um like, it's an interesting story, but I think his editor, when he was, you know, didn't have the clout to put out, you know, an 1,100-page book, mm -hmm. I think his editor was, was right to cut the things that they cut. Um, yeah. Oh, no, so, no, he doesn't have his own podcast. I didn't think he did. I know that there are a lot of them where people go there, through and yeah. read his books and watch his movies, but um, yeah, I didn't think he did. I was like, why? Why am I not listening to that if he has one? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but there is a podcast called The King Cast, which is about Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. So our next uh, book club book, though, is Stuart's pick. And uh -huh. uh, for that one, we are going to be reading... Well, it's going to be two of them because we're reading the Carl's Saga by hey. Hank Green. So the first one we're going to be reading is an absolutely remarkable thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll follow that one up with a beautifully foolish endeavor. So yeah, they're, pretty, um, they're both pretty short, so... Trust me, they're shorter than uh, this one. Yeah, they're not novellas. <laughs> like, I think combined, they're probably like, like a third of this. No, no, I think both combined, they're a third of the stand. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe half, maybe half. Because, like, my versions are edging into three and four hundred page things. So, yeah, half. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll call it half. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. So, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you guys next time. 
See ya. Bye. Bye.